Welcome back. It's called the AOT Chronicles. Alright, redo. Redo. Start okay. over. Tell me when. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles, an Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Chad. Mayama Rami. Okay, Mayama Rami. Um, <laughs> Ronnie. Ronnie, oh, Ronnie, okay. So we've got season one, episode 24 today. What did you think about this one? This was, uh, it was a good episode. I'm interested to see how much we actually have to say about it. I don't know how much meat there is as much as it was just fun to watch on a uh, entertainment standpoint. Yeah, it was, and it's called Mercy Raid on Stohas District 2, Part 2. But yeah, it's it's really entertaining, especially the ending. Let's just get right into it. Let's do it. So we start off uh, in a presumable flashback, okay, because the last thing we saw was Annie transforming. You know, people they tried to jump on her, stop her, but... She got away with it. She transformed. Mikasa ran off with Aaron and Armin. But now we're in a presumable flashback to, I guess, like the abandoned castle type thing. Right, yeah, kind of where Aaron had to clean his room again because Levi got mad at him. Yeah. But yeah, we got Levi and Aaron there. They're waiting. They're waiting on Erwin to come back, and Levi's like, look, if Erwin's not back, the, the military police escorts might come before he does. So it is a flashback now because we know that Aaron was being escorted when Annie transformed. Right. Levi then assumes that Erwin is constipated and just having a rough day. Levi loves talking about poop. It's unbelievable. He does, and bowel systems. He was talking, I mean, he was saying this about Hanji just the other episode, that she was probably taking a long poo. Yeah, it's like... I don't know how Hanji's taking a long one and how Erwin just can't even poo. I don't he's, know how he knows that. He's just an interesting guy, clean freak, but yet he loves di- delving into uh, others' fecal matter. Well, I think this is actually where Erwin was, though. I think he was constipated. I mean, hey, I'm not saying that he was wrong on either accounts, but have some modesty. <laughs> Jeez, Levi. Aaron's even like, Levi, why are you talking so much? This isn't like you. I know, and... <laughs> To which Levi replies with, who says I'm talking to you as we pan out on the room and there are literally just those two in the room. (laughs) Which I know how he feels. I feel this way a lot of times. I think that sometimes you think I'm talking to you when we record this podcast, but I'm actually not. Who are you talking to? Thank you for thinking I wasn't talking. In that case, I was talking to you. Okay. If we could have more of that... In yeah. this uh, podcast relationship, I would really appreciate it. Well, hey, Ronnie, Levi always talks a lot, okay? That's you, what he replies with. He you talking always to me? talks a lot. I'm talking to you, Ronnie. All right, let's just assume we're talking to each other. All for right, like I the guess next... We'll, for the next episode or so, we'll assume we're talking to each other. But Levi always talks a lot, okay? Yeah, you know man, of, man of many words. He never mumbles anything under his breath. Aaron then just keeps regretting his decision of not going Titan Titan mode when Annie ended up wrecking Levi's entire squad. And Levi's like, look, I told you, dude. 
I don't think we mentioned it last episode. The animation of Annie entering her Titan is awesome. How she's so like, good. she's like riding it or something like that, and then it just encloses around her. That's and she really, has really that cool. like just death look on her face. Oh yeah, just beautiful. But Levi's like, look, Aaron. No one. I told you, no one knows how it will turn out. You made a choice. You got to deal with it. Erwin and crew then finally show up. Um, and they say that they think they've identified the female Titan. So this is, I'm assuming, the night before. I don't think it really says. Yeah, just sometime once they got... I don't really know the time of events that makes sense that they... Because everything happens pretty quick. They literally left the gates perhaps yesterday morning and came back last night. Yeah. So that quickly they figured it out. Um, so yeah, I guess this is pretty much the night before uh, Annie transforming in the middle of the city. But, um, but yeah, um, he explains the mission, um, in Stohas and he's like, we're going to stake everything on this. This is going to be our first and last chance, but he still hasn't said who the, uh, who he's identified yet. He, okay. Yeah. Then he goes, we're going to lead this type, this person deep underground without them knowing that that's, that's where they're going. And, this person just so happens to be a part of the military police. Yes, this is the same thinking of when they put Aaron deep in the well. Uh, the idea is, you know, you got them underground or somewhere where they can't expand. I guess they just get stuck down there because they transform into the ground. What we've got going on right now is a very quiet page turn. He tried to slip it by me. I didn't allow it. I don't know. Were you talking to me? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're presuming that we're talking to each other so uh but yeah i I guess that is the case if you go deep enough underground they're kind of just trapped there they can't really get their way out makes sense erwin says like aaron this is a chick from the 104th and uh aaron then goes wait you don't mean and then that's when we get a sick transition into annie then the, the transformation you were talking about, her transforming. It was so cool, Boom. I got ahead of myself in the podcast. Yeah. Which, did I guess they didn't show it last episode. I, I was trying to remember, because I felt like if they did, I would have noticed it. I kind of think that they just showed her cutting herself, and then it was just a lightning explosion. I could be wrong, but the fact that neither one of us mentioned it as cool as it is, I'm thinking they did not okay. show that last episode. I just know this transition from Erwin saying that, and then Aaron thinking, and then all of a sudden we get... Annie just transforming is beautiful. It's one thing the show always does really, really well is transitioning from uh, like one scene to another with someone talking in the background. Yeah, so we got her transforming. We got the loud boom, and then we've got several people that were on top of her just dead, just straight up dead. That was pretty crazy to me because I, I feel like it was at least like close to 10 people trying to get to her. Yeah, I mean, because... Armin shot that flare last episode, and they were on her quick before she could even bite herself. So there were definitely a bunch of people restraining her. And kaboom. Boom. Luckily, Mikasa, she was aware of what was going on. She yep. got Armin and Aaron to safety because they were, they were real close as well. Yeah, so they, they're deep underground, or I guess pretty deep underground now. And Armin then is explaining, he's like, we're just going to have to switch to plan B. We fucked it up. <laughs> plan A didn't happen at all. Yeah. He's like, we're screwed. Right when he says that, they run into a couple of random... Uh, 
Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Not random, not random. They specifically said this is Squad 3. And I don't like you talking down on Squad 3. They're definitely a top 25 squad of mine. Well, respect them. To me, they're kind of random. I'm, I'm more of a Squad 2 guy, but Squad whatever. 3? <laughs> well, Squad 3, random or not, they get stomped to dust Ugh. by Annie right when they meet them. But Aaron was a big Squad 3 fan, too, because he literally just watched a foot stomp these guys. Not to mention the concrete ceiling that just collapsed on top of them. And yet, his reaction is, we gotta help them. <laughs> hey, Aaron. A little too late, buddy. I think what's done is done. Aaron is not the brightest at all. That He needs Armin so bad. It's unbelievable. But yeah, they get crushed to dust, pretty much. And... Armin, they, they run off, they kind of get away from her foot, and Armin's like, look, if Annie is this desperate, she's willing to do anything at this point. We gotta be careful. Because she's going after him. She doesn't care at this point. Which starts the long-happening plot of Aaron not being able to get there. But once again, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, Keep man. going. So yeah, we're, we're there now, though, where Aaron's like, well, look, I've got a plan now. And then he just chomps on his hand and nothing happens brutal he's done this before but this is by far the worst he just and the worst part about it is he kind of knows how it works now when he was in the well he thought he lost it hanji straight up told him he's got to have like a clear focus in mind i feel like he's just so so of the moment he's not even he's just mad he's not thinking of what he's trying to do He's just like, oh, I'm, I'm saving Mikasa, but I want to talk to Annie, but I want to yeah. stop Annie. <laughs> He's just well, dude, a his million. Favorite, his f- absolutely favorite squad just got crushed. This guy can't think straight. Squad three. <laughs> but yeah, he can't transform, and he's losing his shit. I mean, he is just, chomp- he just keeps chomping. It's like, you would think after about the fifth bite, we'd be like, okay. I can't transform. I can't even imagine how hard I would have to bite my hand to do that. And the fact that he just keeps going at it, it's very unsettling. Well, look, we make fun of this guy for what he says. He's going to kill all the Titans. He's got a bunch of willpower and all this uh, stuff. Has he ever said that? Well, I think I've heard it. I've heard it once, I think. Okay, all right. Our girl, oh yeah, Catherine. Catherine told us. Yes, Catherine did... We uh we couldn't find it on the web. She did pull that information for yeah. us. Shout out to her. But yeah, I will say though, he has a ton of willpower. As much as we make fun of him, the, the guy is dedicated to, I guess, just saving his friends. That's pretty much it. But Mikasa calls out Aaron, and uh, she's like, "Look, what's holding you back? Are you do you have like slight feelings towards her still? Do you still look at her as your squad mate?" She's giving him that creepy look. And you're just like... Yeah. Mikasa, just like us, she doesn't get it. She's saying, hey man, she's bad. Like, <laughs> she's killed a lot of our people. And for some reason, Aaron just can't stop thinking about all the great times they had. Like that one time she kicked his ass and therefore showed him a good fighting move. And also that time where... Well, no oh wait. That was kind of the only moment they shared. Get over it, Aaron. I think I've got a good idea of why Aaron doesn't want to get rid of her. You going to share or keep that to yourself? I'll keep it to myself for now, but I'll I'll expand on it here in a second. All right. But then we go to a flashback, though. 
okay? It's to the night before again, and Armin is explaining to Aaron, he's with Erwin and them, and he's like, look, Annie is the female Titan. We've pretty much narrowed it down to her. We think it's her. She used Marco's gear. He's explaining everything that she did and why he thinks she's the female Titan. Just big shocker. Who's going to figure this out? Armin. Who would have thought? And it's just crazy because Aaron just still does not want to accept it. But Mikasa then calls out that bitch Annie for looking. She just straight up goes, she also looks like the female Titan. That's so great (laughs) that you said that because my notes literally say, turns out Mikasa hates that bitch Annie. (laughs) I mean, she saw Annie full mount Aaron in training and she's like, oh, hell no. She was like, that Titan's got the same ginormous nose that makes her extremely (laughs) unattractive to anyone who sees her. I'm glad she pointed that out, though, because the more you think about it, she does look extremely similar to the female Titan. And no one has tried to mention that yet. Yeah, Annie just always wears her hair up in like a a ponytail or something, so the hair kind of throws you when you first see the female Titan, but they definitely have the same nose. Mikasa then asks Aaron in the flashback, too, if now that he knows they suspect her, if it rings any bells. Like, say, going hand-to-hand combat with her. You know, like, you, you fought know, her, Aaron. That uh, one memory you guys made together. All y'all, all y'all have ever done is fight, and then uh, you fought her. Does it ring any bells? And the Titan fought the same exact way. And then he remember, he remembers that crushing kick to his noggin that just swiped clean his head off. And a tree. And, and his like, hand. Wait a minute. Kind of did seem like Annie. He's like, something's ringing a bell, but I can't put my finger (laughs) on it. We then transition back into his bloodied up hand, and Mikasa is still giving him that stank face, okay? She is still giving him that devil look, and she is so jealous, it's unbelievable. She's like, look, you know she's the female titan. Let's fight, or are feelings holding you back? It's weird to me how he has feelings for her, but... I just can't get past all the good times we had. <laughs> Did you see when she threw me down and then sat on top of me? Armin then interrupts the couple. Well, sorry, not the couple, but Aaron and Mikasa. And says that he and Mikasa will escape. They'll run opposite directions. And while they do that, Aaron can then get away while she at least goes after one of them. So... While asking Mikasa, Mikasa starts to run off. He asks her how they can fight. She pulls out the best quote in the show. Oh, you! Know. you oh, I've got it in my notes because I know you love this. You know, it's. We're gonna go ahead and do a segment, okay? Oh, Ch- Chaz's quote of the day. Wow, you got a new segment. Huh? Got a new segment. I love it. We're going with Chaz's quote of the day, and it says, "We don't have a choice. The world is cruel." Yeah, the peek behind the curtain for the listeners at home. I believe it's episode six when uh, it shows Mikasa and Aaron's backstory of how they kind of first came to be. Chaz got a little too high and just talk couldn't <laughs> couldn't stop talking about how much he loved that they said the world was a cruel place. It's a beautiful quote, dude. It just reminds me of my life and how the world has been so cruel to me when I was a kid. You live in a penthouse in the middle of the city. What are you talking about? My mom would get me uh, 
non-frosted Pop-Tarts. Your mom's right here right now. She's a very nice lady. She, yeah. I mean, she's also got uh, her nose in the corner, too, just sitting there. Too nice. I still don't understand why she's got to be in the corner for every single one of our podcasts. Uh, because she got me non-frosted Pop-Tarts my entire so life. So you just bring her everywhere you go for punishment? Yeah, pretty much. What's your? Let us know what your favorite Pop-Tart is, thepodcastchronicles at gmail.com. It was strawberry non-frosted, too, but let's Listen, get back to the episode. Mrs. Chaz, I remember going over to your house. I thought the non-frosted Pop-Tarts were fine and reasonable. Well, that's because you brought over your own frosting. No one needs that sugar in the morning. Whatever. In that moment, though, when she says that the beautiful quote, Chaz's quote of the day, boom, Aaron just gets wrecked. All the all the concrete just falls on top of him. It's not a full stomp on him, so he's not dead or anything. But he, he didn't meet the same fate as Squad Three. Rip, yeah. top twenty five squad. They should have helped Squad Three. That's all I'm saying. But uh, we then go to the calling card stuff we already know about Walcina. Okay. All right. Lay it, lay it on me right after that page turn. Page turn. Yeah, we don't even need to talk about it because we already know it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Mikasa attacks Annie, okay? she's She runs out of the tunnel. She starts zooming after Annie. And uh, she has a sick little Achilles cut. Right. And uh, I always love those. I love when they go low. And it always makes up. me very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I think about my Achilles and ugh. I've never, fortunately enough, I've never gotten injured like that. I've had a great childhood. I've no always, one's ever, like, knifed your Achilles? No one's ever knifed my Achilles? No. Um, did you say you have a great childhood? Huh? What? Whatever, keep okay. going. I feel like you're... Well, Aaron is crushed. Aaron is, uh, he's messed up. Sometimes I feel like you're two different people. That's uncalled for. Shut up, Mom. Okay. So she fins off Mikasa, um, and then heads towards the inner police. Okay? There's these <laughs> inner police people... Who think they have a chance of fighting off the female titan. Bless them. We then have an awesome Irwin scene, okay? We've got Doofus, military police squad guy. Uh, what's his name again? Do you know it? Doofus, military squad police guy. His name is, the, like, the leader. Yeah. Oh, I know it. Oh, people are going to kill us. It's in my notes for next episode. Is it Keith? Nope. Nope. It's, uh... I can't think of it. Just keep talking. Tell a story. Tell a story. People are getting mad if we don't get this right. right tell story, a story. story. Um, Nile. Nile. Yes. I like to refer to him as Doofus, but Nile will work too. So Nile is uh, talking with Irwin, and he's like, he's just not a smart guy. He has no idea what's going on. Obviously, Irwin didn't let him in on what was going on, but Jean like, jumps out of the... He's still acting like he's Aaron oh, I love in, this. The, in the carrier. He jumps out, takes off the wig... How bamboozled is this one guy when John takes off the wig for the big reveal? This guy this makes guy. it seem like he knew Aaron or Jean. He's like, oh, no way. He's seen Aaron once in his life and he's like, thinks he's best buds with him. What? That's what he looks like. You've been that the whole time? As Jean gets ready to to zoom off and fight these people and too. the best part too is all jean does to reveal his true identity is like his hair is like when he takes off the wig it's like two stages lighter than what yeah. he <laughs> a little tiny bit shorter it's nothing nothing different really at all they go wait what 
What a disguise. <laughs> Levi Levi then talks to Jean as Jean's ready to go fight or at least go help his his squad mates. Levi's like, wow, somebody actually does have balls. And I just love Levi. Anytime he makes a comment like that, it gets me all riled up, okay? Yeah, anytime he leaves out the toilet humor and just talks smack about someone, I'm really all about it. Well, I like the toilet humor too, but I know you have toilet problems yourself. That's why you don't really like it. But, uh, I struggle in the department. I just like it better when he leaves it out of my show. Well, why were you in the bathroom for 45 minutes earlier? Okay. But we've got a uh, military police guy. He's absolutely... The guy that you were talking about, he's just straight up bamboozled. He's bamboozled by everyone at this point. Niall then decides, you know what? Let's draw our weapons. So everyone draws their weapons. They aim it right at Erwin. Oh, but does he care? No. Erwin's got the same look on his face, like always. He knows he's the goat of the show, and nothing's going to phase him. Levi then absolutely roasts the guy. And, I mean, Levi's just awesome. He's just always with these side remarks. He's just calling him dumb. He's like, do you even know what you're doing right now? And then we cut away from that. We, we get away from the little, the non... The non-foolery or whatever you want to call it. And we go over to <laughs> the citizens inside the wall. I forgot that there's just a bunch of citizens in here at this point. <laughs> that just like hang clothes to dry? <laughs> yeah, they're just hanging clothes to dry, you know, making bread. I don't yeah. know what these people do. Um, they're, they're all in a panic. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of them are getting wrecked. Just by Annie just swiping by and running by, they're getting wrecked. <laughs> and uh, the they never had a shot. Never. They, yeah, they never had a shot. Never had a shot. I mean, could you imagine if you were just like a fifty-five-year-old woman that all she does is do laundry, and then you're having to fight the female titan? Like, next thing you know, there's a fifteen-meter <laughs> titan running down. Yeah, the survey corpse. They're trying to fend her off. It's like um, a random Tuesday afternoon. She's never seen one before. Never in her seen life. one. She thinks since she's in the inner wall, nothing bad will ever happen to her. <laughs> Mikasa then swoops in. Of course, badass Mikasa. And, oh, I'm sorry. I think she slices the Achilles this time. Oh, did you get ahead of yourself? This I got ahead of myself. Last time, I'm so, I, take, I take back everything I said. She didn't slice the Achilles last time. She sliced up some of her, like, uh, shoulder or something. Okay. She didn't do much to it last time. She gets a good Achilles shot in, and then we go over to Jean. He's flying in to see Armin. He sees Armin talking to uh, a crushed-up Aaron sandwich in the corner. It's a good way to describe it. Armin is like, Aaron's hurt. <laughs> Excellent diagnosis. Jean, the hero that we all deserve and we all love, tells Aaron that he's counting on him. And then he goes, and Marco. Aww. Yeah, this is some great John stuff. This is like, you know, he can see that Aaron's not dead, so he's just pissed. He's like, this is the exact moment I told you about when I said we were really going to need your help and for you to come through because we were all counting on you. And now it's that time and you're laying in rubble. Yeah. Tighten up, bitch. Oh, it's just so upsetting. And then when he mentions Marco, good guy Marco... I mean, has Marco ever done anything wrong in his life? Best bro, Marco. Best bro, good guy. The only uh, thing he's ever done is he doesn't... He uh, he won't be hard on you when you deserve it. He sees too much of the good in people. 
Bless his heart, man. That's all I have to say. Bless Marco's heart. Rip. Aaron still won't turn, and he's just sitting there, just, I guess, loving all the rubble on top of him. And then Armin comes up with a candidate for Chaz's quote of the day. Didn't quite make the cut, but here it is. Didn't make the cut because he didn't use the word cruel in it, but it said, Someone who can't sacrifice anything can never change anything. To defeat these monsters, you have to put aside your humanity. Awesome. Great quote. Second place. Second place. But just not quite enough for Chad's quote of the day. We then have Armin. Right after he says that, he zooms off. He's heading towards Annie. He gets somewhat near, and then he just yells at her and says, Annie, if you don't kill me this time, how is anything going to change? And she then charges right at him and Jean. We go over to... And to be fair... Armin is pretty cool in this situation. He kind of zips off. He's not losing his mind like old Armin would. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the fact that Aaron is so immobile right now and is he's pretty much useless. It's like Armin was like, all right, I've got to take his spot and kind of try to lead and maybe put up a fight. We know he can't really fight, but it's almost like he knows how dire the situation is. And without Aaron, he's got to do something. We then go over to my sexy wife, Han, or I mean, just Hanji. Yeah, hey, Chaz, come get your girlfriend. <laughs> Looney Tunes. She's she's having a straight-up orgasm. Good uh, God. Waiting to just torture this titan. Um, she's sitting in the corner with the torture grapplers, whatever you want to call it. I don't even remember what they're called. I like torture grapplers. It's a pretty cool name. And John and Armin lead her right into the trap, and she falls for it again. And my girl Hanji gives him the go, and the torture grapplers shred her into her skin. Yep. Hanji then puts the sword up to Annie's eye. And way says, too close to her. Way, yeah. I mean, she's... You think she would have learned with Sonny and Bean when one of them almost chomped her off. She's way too close, and Annie's not that restricted. Hanji's feeling herself. She, she wants to get up close and personal to this thing. Almost have, literally from the sounds of it. Have you seen the backside of Annie? That's all I'm saying. Titan Annie, not normal Annie. She gets the sword right at her eye, and she says that she'll be the one to devour her this time. And I Whoa. and I believe her. <laughs> yeah. She is on one right now. She kind of messed up, though, because her saying that made Annie lose her shit and just kick everything to the side in one swoop. She gets, She jumps up, starts running off, and then we cue the badass music, okay? We got the orchestra music coming in. Right. You know something good's about to happen. Uh Uh-huh. We go over to Aaron now with the badass music still playing, and he's still just laying there, and he starts thinking of Levi's squad dying, um, his mom getting eaten by the Titan, and he then says, I will wipe them all. No, I will kill them all. Who do you think he's talking about in this situation? I'm going to have to go with who are the Titans. That is correct. All right. 200 points for Ronnie. Thanks, Alec. Glad to be here. He then says, the world is cruel. Oh, my God. And at this point, Chad just got up and started hoorahing. I got up, I did a few jumping jacks, threw my hands in the air. You told me to stand up because you wanted to chest bump me. I was like, dude, calm down. <laughs> All they said was the world was cruel. What? 
And then we have a top five anime transformation of all time. This is really, it's so cool. I don't even, how do you even explain it? I paid, trying to sneak a page turn in there right at the end of the episode. <laughs> well, there's, uh, there's something cool that I have to say. Just didn't have quite enough room on that last page. You turn the page, I can see it from here. There's one line of uh, written words. So the, we have the badass transformation, and right when he does that scream and the lightning hits, it goes over to Erwin sitting there staring off, and that is why it's a top five transformation, because we have the goat Erwin Smith staring off, knowing what's about to happen, and then we have Aaron charging at her and then just wrecking her with a right haymaker to the face. So I don't blame you for missing this part. But it was my favorite part of the episode because I didn't understand how it happened. We get the intensity. And you, some of you are not going to believe me. Go back and watch, okay? Because okay. I had to go Is back there... and watch it a few different times. When Aaron does this epic transformation, the music is playing. We cut to a couple different shots. Yep. One of these shots is of a cat, cat. on a yes. staircase in the fetal position. It was very strange. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't point it out. You are right. I did notice it. I just forgot to write it in my notes. But I think it added a great layer to, <laughs> to the transformation. Like, wow, this cat's pretty worried. Here's a lot going on, you know. Uh, that it's was like, awesome. Top five uh, anime transformation of all time. Cat in a fetal position. <laughs> and I love, too, how when Aaron hits her, she just goes flying into the, uh, I guess, wall church is what you want to call it. Whatever it is, it's like a religious thing that she goes flying into. Yeah. And then we have Mikasa saying, Eden. And everyone else just looking. And then he starts charging. And that's where we end it. End of episode. We did pretty good there. I uh, I didn't know how much we were going to have to say. That's a nice, uh, good length. You ready to get into some feedback? Because that's what we do now. Oh, wow. Let's get into it. So, um, you don't let me uh, look at this stuff. You don't trust me with the passwords is what you say, so I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I don't trust. I'm afraid that uh, Chad would get too inappropriate to all of our fellow listeners, so I kind of aim the buffer between any feedback we get and Chad's. I let him know about it, and he always has, you know, he has a, wor- or a chance to respond, but I kind of police that just because I don't want him to get us canceled before we even get through season one. Uh, but today, we've got our guy Sean S. from California. He uh, he sent us you know very nice message saying he likes the show. And then he brought up a couple of different things. He said, can you do a segment where you tell a little bit about yourself and what other animes are your favorite? You're our resident anime, anime guy, so we'll go ahead and tackle that first. I'll, let, I'll give you like a minute or two here to just go crazy on this. Oh, go crazy on this. All right. My other favorite animes. All right, we'll talk about. I'll talk a little bit about it. I'm not gonna go too in depth. I don't want to bore everybody. But. Yeah, we can go piece by piece, but just give them a broad overview. Right. If people have extra questions, they can ask you about it. One of my top ones is Hunter Hunter. Of course, I love the Chimera and Art. Oh my God, that's how you're gonna start this off, huh? Gone versus Pito. We all know how badass that is. The beautiful, the king. Kamugi, I mean, come on. I thought you were going to blow through this, and now you're talking about one specific arc from one specific anime. Well, let's go arc by arc. <laughs> Will you keep it moving? All right, I'll just say I shed a few tears when the king and Kamugi, I don't want to spoil anything. I cried my eyes out. All right, we got that. 
I'll go Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night. Those are two really good ones. I haven't seen the other Fate stuff. If you have, please let me know if they're any good. I would love to. I would love to know, and I'd love to watch. Steins Gate, another great one. I I recommend that to you, Ronnie. You know what? Okay. Steins Gate is an absolute terrific. Hey, one. Attack on Titan's not gonna last forever. We're gonna need something else. So people start sending in suggestions now. And then, this one is just. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, and I wouldn't say it's even close to my least favorite, but I gotta go with JoJo's, bro. Yeah. I'm a Joe bro. You talking okay? about JoJo's all the time. Uh, so many memes, so many like references. Is this a JoJo reference? Is this podcast a JoJo reference? I think this podcast is one large JoJo reference. Um, and I got it. my favorite JoJo, and it should be your favorite JoJo too, is Joseph Joestar. If it's not... You know what? Don't even respond to this podcast. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll just I'll stop there. I, w- I don't want to get too in depth. But All right, because there's more. Trust there's me, there's definitely more, more. I hear about them. Uh, if you guys want to have any follow ups for Chaz, just let him know. As far as me, uh, I said it early on. Listen, anime is not typically my thing. Uh, that's why the fact that I like this show as much as I do really took me by surprise. I will say I do, I do um, really like Hunter X Hunter. And I also, the first anime I ever saw was Death Note, and I enjoy it a lot too. So now we're going to get into this. I don't know if people actually want this other than Sean, because we're, you know. Internet, we're Sean? Just, we're just two guys. Uh, but a little bit about ourselves. I had a very specific way I want to do this, so I'll just start and you can kind of think while I'm talking. Okay. Um, so I think we'll just do like a little fun fact every episode about it. So here's the segment. Do you want to explain this segment to the people? It's kind of difficult to grasp. What am I explaining? So the segment is called Learn a Little Bit About Ronnie and Chad. Would you like to explain it? Okay, so in this segment, what we're going to do is kind of help you learn a little bit about Ronnie and Chad. Perfect, okay. (laughs) I think people get it now. Yeah. Uh, So Ronnie speaking here. When everyone knows the uh, the hit classic tune by Maroon 5, She Will Be Loved. <laughs> when I was a young lad, I would guess probably about uh, seven, my parents gave me a Kids Bop album. It had to be one of the ones before five. Kids Bop really kind of dropped off once it got to album seven. I, for the longest time of my life, thought that when... It said, beauty queen of only 18. She had some trouble with herself. I've gone the last, um, well, I'm 17 now, so I've gone the last 19 years thinking that it said sheep. Wow. And you so really that's a, thought that? Yeah, I thought that. And, um, it, you know, it always takes for that one lunch at O'Charlie's to hear the song come on and you hadn't heard it in five years, and then you realize, wow, he actually says she, not sheep. And then your mom had to explain it to you, right? Well, what I had a to, sheep was? I had to look up the lyrics to because I couldn't believe my ears. And then I realized, yeah, that makes a whole lot more sense than if he had said sheep. Yeah. I. Wow, that is just so interesting. I'm so glad you said that. So that's a little bit about Ronnie. Um, I thought that was a really great place to start. Do you have anything, Chaz? Well, if you're going to go back that far, I'll go back all the way to me in third grade. Actually, I think it was second, now that I think about it. the uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this show. It was a really famous show back in the day, American Idol. Okay, I'm familiar with it, yeah. Okay. 
Well, I was just a huge uh, Ruben Stuttered guy, okay? Ah, Rube, yeah. Ruben Stuttered versus Clay Aiken, okay? I was a huge Ruben man. Battle for the ages. Absolute battle for the ages. I was approximately seven years old. Me and my mom loved the show, loved the singing. I used to try to sing like Ruben in the shower. So when he won, I cried for at least an hour. How old were you? I was seven years old, dude. I was in second grade. I was so happy. Good for Ruben, man. Good for Ruben. And then Clay came out with Invincible. Ah, uh, yeah. In, I'm sorry, Invisible. Invisible. Yeah. A year later, and great track. And then I cried for Clay because I was like, "Well, this dude just lost, and he just came out with a and, great hit." Yeah, good for him. And that uh, heartwarming story. You're well. I, I figured I'd start when I was seven or eight. I might even move up the ladder. Yeah, we'll do this a few more times. Let us know if you enjoy it or if you just really, really hate it. Um, I think I would understand either way. Uh, Sean, thanks for the suggestion there. Yeah, if you want us to talk more in depth about other things personally, uh, shoot us what. We figured this is the most important stuff to talk about. Yeah, uh, we figured when you were looking for an Attack on Titan podcast, you weren't just looking for an Attack on Titan podcast. You probably wanted to know um, facts about two random guys, and I think we nailed it this go-round. Hey, and also, going back to the anime thing, please shoot us suggestions of what shows we should do next. God, you're like a, a broken r- record player. I just said that, Chaz. I know, and I'm repeating it because it doesn't even... It can be something I've seen, or it can be something I haven't seen. And I'll tell you what I've seen and what I haven't seen. Well, I think that concludes another successful segment of Learn a Little Bit About Ronnie and Chaz. The world! Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Yo. I'm Ronnie. I'm Chazzy. Peace. Peace.